0: praise as the minister walks up. All right, all right. And all God's people say amen. Amen. Let the church say amen one more time. We greet you this morning with the joy of Jesus. And Before we go into the word for this morning, let's go to God in prayer. He Father, to follow just thank you and praise you for another Lord's day on today. God, we glorify your wonderful name on today. For your word, say, this is the day the Lord, the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. God, we're just so grateful and so thankful, dear God. And Father, we do ask forgiveness of all our sins and shortcomings. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who went to the cross and died for our sins. And Father, we look up Pastor Sparks unto you today, Lord. We pray for continuous healing among his body right now. Father God, we pray for the 45th Street Baptist Church family. Continue to watch over take them. Lord, it's preaching time. Allow people to see Jesus. not Maurice, hide me behind your cross. Use me where you get all the glory on and pray. what's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, we thank God for this glorious opportunity to your pastor. And instead, uh, he's not here, but let's keep praying for your pastor. That's your pastor. He lifting him up in prayer and his wife as well and their family to all the members of Florida Field, it's just good to be here. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to Jeremiah chapter 29. And we're gonna look at one particular verse and it's verse 11. That's Jeremiah chapter 29 and it's verse 11. Again, it's Jeremiah 29, verse 11. And when you have it, say Amen. And the word of God reads, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. May the Lord had a blessing to the reason, doers of his holy word. And for a few moments, we want to talk from this subject, a good ending. And we all like good endings, don't we? It's Mars Madness right now, and we see that tournament time is going on. And we've seen buzzer beaters at the end of games. Yeah, that was a good ending. Some of y'all like soap operas. All my children, as the world turned, uh, other soap operas are uh, half and half knots, and other things that had good endings. You like movies that have good endings, but I, because of God's power and love, we should know that we have a good. He have a good ending for each and every one of us. Each and every day of our life is a good ending. When God has blessed us to see another Lord's day, know that God has a great plan for all of us. We can have a long relationship by serving Him with our whole heart. Who was Jeremiah? Jeremiah had a ministry that lasted for about 40 years. But this is the same Jeremiah that was inside his mother's womb, told him, ah, Lord, I can't do it, meaning no, Lord God, I won't do it. God said, I'm not calling you because of your age or ability. I'm calling you because I chose you. So we see here in the beginning of Jeremiah chapter 29, where Jeremiah wrote a letter of warning to the Babylonian people about being captive. He instructed Babylonian people to move ahead with their lives and to pray for the heathen next day and enslave them. Three things happened here while Babylon was being captured. 70 years of punishment. Can you imagine being on punishment for 70 years? I remember growing up, my parents, put we were on punishment for six weeks. I thought it was the longest thing in the world. But 70 years of punishment. But Also, Jeremiah told them God gave them, God would give you warning signs. And that's what God does. God gives us warning signs about something in life, don't we? God will tell you, you don't need to go that way today. God will tell you, you might, if you went that way, it might have been a wreck or something, or could have had a flat tie going down the wrong road. So God would give you warning signs about things. But also he told them to move ahead. And that's us, y'all. We got to learn to move ahead. Stop dwelling on the past. Look at the present and the future. Remember what you used to be like back then? But thank God for what you where you at right now in your lifetime. And look forward to the future. But after telling them that to move ahead of their lives, Jeremiah told them to build houses Plant gardens, eat food that they they grow. Get married and have sons and daughters. Allow them to get married and have their own families. Pray for your city and your leaders. Pray that they will do the right thing in the eyesight of God. And that's what we have to pray for our pastors. We have to pray for our leaders in the world that they'll do the right thing in the eyesight of God. One thing about it, we all got to give account to God one day. It's going to come a time where we're going to give account to God. And God, I want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. I don't want to hear it depart from me. So I want to know that. I want to do things right in God's eyesight. So God let Jeremiah know in verse 11, he said, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. So plan will be our first point. Know that God got a plan for each and every one of us. Plan is something that's intended to happen. But not only did God have a plan for Jeremiah, do you not know that God got a plan for you? Let me ask that one more time. Do you not know God got a plan for each and every one of us? No matter what age or what race or what color we may be, God got a plan for each and every one of us. So the thing in in, uh, Proverbs 16 and 3 says, depend on the Lord in whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. We commit or depend on everything else but God. Why we always got to put God in the last? Why not put God first? In this verse, it says, depend, another translation says commit. So whatever plan we thought we had, Know that is about to establish something better for you and me. So whatever plan that you thought you had, God got your back. One thing God wants us to do is follow his will, his plan, and his purpose in our lifetime. But also it says in Proverbs 15, 22 says, plans fail without good advice, but they succeed with the advice of many others. We all need help, y'all. We all need some counseling in our lifetime. Stop, Remove our selfish pride. If you need some gas money, just say hey, I need some gas money. If you're hungry, just say, hey, I'm hungry. Cause we get prideful, don't we? We don't want to say we need gas. We don't want to say we're hungry. We'll say, no, I'm good. But knowing your stomach is growling real bad and knowing you're hungry. But well, we gotta get that, gotta, gotta start trusting God that God will you know, remove our pride. So, like I say, our plans don't go always expected. Unexpected things come up. So that's why we got to pray to God to prepare our hearts for the expected and unexpected, seen and unseen dangers in our lifetime. But I want somebody to know that God's plans are bigger, better, and greater than anything else that's going to come ahead of you. So get prepared for what God's about to do in your lifetime. So it's definitely a time for, also, in Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says, there are time for everything. Everything on earth that has a special season. It's a time, definitely a time for a plan to have from God. Why? Because God, he's an on-time God. He woke you up this morning, didn't he? And we know that clocks had to be set forward this morning. But God got his own time this morning. God got a plan he has for us that come in in due season. It's our season for grace and mercy. It's our season for healing. It's our season for increase. It's our season to be, be loved, y'all. So God got a plan in our season in due time. But the thing about it, we got to be patient and trust God through the whole process. Then Jeremiah goes, God goes and tell Jeremiah, plans to prosper you. Prosper be our second point that we'll look at this morning. God want us to be, do want to prosper each and every one of us. God want us to be successful. Everybody say, I'm successful. Say it like you mean it, say I'm successful. So we got to start walking down, throwing these pity parties, looking down the ground, and know that you're a success. And God, I like, God got your back. God wants you to prosper. So it tells us don't worry about anything. But pray and ask God for everything you need. Always giving thanks. So why worry? Yes, we worry. We worry about what we're going to eat, what we're going to put on, what we're going to do tomorrow. Sometimes we worry about what we're going to do two weeks later. But we got to worry about the now right now for what God is doing in our lifetime. We have a father who created us in his own image, who thinks highly of us. We have a son who paid the sin debt and sits on the side of the father, innocent on our behalf. We have a Holy Spirit who comforts us. Who makes us a bold, who keeps us established. So again, I ask the question, why worry? Yes, like I said, I know worry hits hard. But in order for us to prosper in our lifetime, we can't walk around worrying all the time. Can I just stop and say worry can make you sick? Stress is real. Depression is real. Complaining is real. So we got to get out of that, that uh, thing and stop worrying about everything. And we all worry about a lot of things. I'm a cell phone bill going to be paid. I'm a car note going to be paid. But well, we serve an awesome God who will take care of all that, don't we? so we're gonna have to stop worrying then. But also he said uh it says in Matthew 7 7 asking God will give you, searching, you will you will find, knocking the door open for you. So th- this these these this verse here is a confirmation for all of us that we can ask and receive from God and seek and know that God we can find Him and knock on Him for every opportunity, every chance He gives us. So seek God and you will prosper. Then also 1 Peter 5 and 7 says, give all your words to him because he care about you. Let me just stop here right now and let somebody know that God cares about each and every one of us. God cares about all our problems, all our circumstances, our situations. Peter said here best right here. He said all your words. He didn't say some of your words. He didn't say most of your words. He said all your words. But when we do that and be true with ourselves, then we can prosper. Then we can give it to God. And we, we, when we give it to God, anybody ever had a right now praise? You know what the right now praise is? Right now, I'm praising God that I didn't be in that car wreck. Right now, I'm praising God when I went to the doctor, he said I'm here. Right now, I'm praising God for increasing my finances. Right now, I'm praising God because I still got a job. Right now, I'm praising God for his glory, his grace, and his mercy. So when you get that right now praise, man, let go and let God have his way. Because we all going to have a right now praise. Even when you leave out here, go back home you gonna have a right now praise today because you ain't turned over to God. <clears throat> but God finally, excuse me, God finally tell Jeremiah not to harm your plans but give you a hope in a future. Our final point is a promise, and God got a promise for each and every one of them. A promise is a reason to expect something to happen in the future for us. Can I say one thing about a promise? You can't promise a, a child nothing. God ain't gonna hold that for you, hold that to you. You said you're gonna take me get some ice cream today. You promised that you was going to do that for me. So we have to be careful about our promises. But also know that God promises is real. He said, and this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to you in Christ Jesus. What a wonderful feeling to know that our Father will supply all our needs. Again, not some of our needs, but all of our needs. I had a bonus to that as well. And Psalm 37, said, 4 said, well, delight yourself in the Lord. But he'll give you desires of your heart. But you know, we like to use that part where he say, God know my heart. Yeah, God know your heart. But did you, did you delight yourself in him first and foremost? So <clears throat> excuse me. So we have to start doing that. So be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid and don't panic before them. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will never fail you nor abandon you. That's our Deuteronomy 31 and 6. When God gives us a promise. He wants us to be strong and courageous. Please realize that we are human and we'll go through trials and tribulations. We'll go through our ups and downs in our lifetime. But once God said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, that's a promise. When God said, yea, though you walk through the valley of shadow of death, you should fear no evil. For thou are with you, thy rod thy staff. They come for you. That's a promise. When God tell you, you can do all things through Christ who strengthen me, that's a promise. So, I, so we got to know that we are blessed, man, because we can shout hallelujah, which is the highest praise to God, because God has been blessing busy. Look at yourself; He woke you up this morning, got clothes on your back, had a roof over your head. You had food on your table this morning. That's a blessing. So I had the other day. I thought about something. Anybody ever had a had a spiritual flashback? For the things that God had done for you in your lifetime. Let me tell you about my good enemies in my lifetime. February fifth, nineteen ninety five, I had a big bad car wreck. When we, me and one of my teammates was coming back from Mobile, somebody ran us off the road, car flipped it out three times. We hanged hanging the the seatbelts. No scratches, no bruises, nothing like that. Walked away from that car wreck. That was a good ending. August 22, 1997, diagnosed with cancer at the age of 21. Still, still blessed to be alive 24 years later, God still healing my body. September, 9th, September 19, 1999, skipping church to go play some flag football. Broke my kneecap. But again, God's blessing me. That's my good ending. And then October 31st, 2015, had a massive heart attack where I had to have quadruple bypass. But I said, man, I thank God for all those good endings that he has given me. I'm able to walk around and tell my story. God know he ain't finished with me yet. If he wanted me, he would have took me a long time before 1995, but he said, I got a work for you to do. So, <laughs> excuse me, think about your good endings. Like I said in the beginning, movies, Soap opera sports, all have good endings. But think about it, God knows the days of our lives. God loves us right and not gonna love us wrong. God wants to have excuse me all the power. God wants to be bold and beautiful when we spread the good news. God will not put us in a scandal. And God wants to know that He to get to the empire is go straight to the kingdom. But one thing about a man named Jesus, the greatest man in history, had no servants yet, they called him master, had no degree yet they called him teacher, Had no medicine, yet they called him healer. Had no army, yet he, yet they feared him. Had no military battles, yet he conquered the world. He committed no crimes, yet they crucified him. buried him in a tomb, but I can say I can live today because Christ lived today. We can shout hallelujah because a man named Jesus rose from the grave to save us. So what about you? Do you know that you will have plenty of good endings? Do you know that God cares for you? You know that God is, God's plan is a whole lot better than yours. Let's close out in a word of prayer. Eternal turned Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you for your word on today. God, we glorify your wonderful name today. God, we just so grateful for the good ending that you have in each and every one of our lives on today. And we thank you. We just pray that something was said, encourage us all, to give us the strength and comfort we need to make it through this week that's coming forward. We thank you for all that you're doing. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.